Working remotely, where you are shouldn't dictate what you do. Work from the road by turning your vehicle into a reliable high-speed data Wi-Fi hotspot with AT&T in-car Wi-Fi. On the network that covers more roads than any other carrier, take your work on the road and AT&T will be there to keep you connected. Connect up to 10 devices and stream conference calls, finish up that presentation, or answer last-minute emails. Why wait? Go to att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi today for free trial eligibility. Based on independent third-party data, number of devices varies by manufacturer. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. Running a business is no cakewalk, but with SAP Concur Solutions, you can be ready for anything. You can manage travel, expenses, and AP all on one platform that's packed with AI and best practices, and that delivers it all through an easy, clear, I can't believe how simple that is experience. So while not much can be done about that guy who never fails to burn the microwave popcorn and stink up the entire office, with SAP Concur, you can easily handle almost anything else. Take control of your business finances today at concur.com. That's C-O-N-C-U-R dot com. Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. touch with technology with Tech Stuff from HowStuffWorks.com. Hey there and welcome to Tech Stuff. I am your host, Jonathan Strickland. Joining me in my hotel room is my esteemed guest co-host, Ben. Oh, yes. Uh, thank you so <laughs> much for having me. You know, that first thing it came out a little bit weird. Uh, hey, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Ben Bullen, and I want to say, Jonathan, uh, here we are with our super producer, Dylan. Who's also in my hotel room. Yes, and we're in Las Vegas, Las right? Vegas, Nevada. Viva Las Vegas. If I sound weird, uh, there's a couple reasons for that. One, we are recording this using lav microphones, not our normal studio microphones. Mm-hmm. Two, I've been talking all day, so my voice is starting to get a little uh, weak. But well, a little, I would a little say croaky, a little I would lower. Say a little st- a little stronger. Yeah. yeah a little Batman. Well, it sounds like that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Is your mother's name Martha? Um, and then uh, also we're in a hotel room, obviously not a studio, so it's going to have a totally different sound to it. But we wanted to record this because we are actually here in Las Vegas. We are attending CES 2017. CES, of course, formerly known as the Consumer Electronics Show, but technically it's just CES now. 
we are uh, doing this as a, a team effort, although we kind of have two production teams exploring CES. Uh, and Ben, you are one of those teams. I'm on the other. And, and one other thing I should point out, this is my ninth CES. Yeah, congratulations. Can we get a sound cue? Yeah. It's just me clapping. It's weird in a hotel room. It's too bad you don't have your little air horn app. I do. Do we want to use it? Yes, go ahead. Go ahead. You pull that up. (laughs) While I pull it up. I'll vamp. Yes, yes. yes. Ladies and gentlemen, (laughs) it is so important that I've been here nine years. So important, in fact, that my badge has a little white ribbon on it that says five plus years on it. So I can I can feel I don't know if it's superior is the right word hit it Ben hit it let's celebrate perfect Ben perfect this is we're also a little loopy okay so let, yeah Las Vegas uh, for those who are not in the United States Las Vegas is in the Pacific time zone mm-hmm. we are from Atlanta Georgia which is in the Eastern time zone that's three hours ahead of Las Vegas. So while it is currently 9.30 in the p.m. in Las Vegas, it's a little after midnight back home. Mm -hmm. So we're a little loopy. We're exhausted. We've had a long day on the show floor. Today, as we're recording this, was the first day the show floor itself was open, although we've been in Las Vegas a few days because CES is always preceded by a couple of press days where they have special events for the press. They have press conferences. Now, Ben, as a first-time attendee, Mm-hmm. of CES. I want to hear what your uh, reactions, perceptions, that sort of thing have been because it, I've done this enough times now where it doesn't, like, I don't I don't view it through the eyes of someone who's never been here before. Oh, 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 oh man. <laughs> oh, Jonathan Strickland. Ladies and gentlemen, sensory overload. Yeah. I've only been to Las Vegas once before in my entire life and yeah. it was Earlier in 2016, uh, the 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 bright lights alone, right? The yeah. uh, the seizure inviting lights, yeah. And, and, the oh so classy decor. Yes, yes. Uh, uh, understated is one insult that has never been applied to Las Vegas. That's true. But what one thing that was that was amazing is uh, the entire the entirety of technology laid out. So for any fans of science fiction listening to tech stuff, you know, you're familiar with the episodes Jonathan's done on vaporware, for mm-hmm. instance, right? And the next ba- big idea that is always uh, sort of like that old Alice in Wonderland joke, jam yesterday, jam tomorrow. But never, never jam today. Yeah, yes. nailed it. And so what we're, what we're seeing here, uh, full disclosure, uh, I, I am here and, and our team is here entirely to focus on the future of automotive technology. Mm-hmm. But when you invited us to come with you to CES 2017 to see the actual experience and, and listeners, just so you know, you can check out Jonathan's earlier episodes on CES. <laughs> yes. Where, and, and I, I half wish that you could hear, and I'm half thankful that you will never hear uh, Jonathan Strickland on his legendary day back in the office after CES <laughs> with those haunted eyes, my friends. Yeah, no, there's the thousand yard stare. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so the first, uh, the the first thing I would say uh, was that 
the first event we went to was CES Unveiled. Yes. And, and CES Unveiled, as your longtime listeners are familiar with, mm. it, it, it's, uh, it's a press-only event. Right. So there are no other – like the only people who are there are exhibitors who have been invited to participate in CES Unveiled and the press covering it. And then you know people uh, of the actual venue who are – Bringing in copious amounts of shrimp cocktail. Right, 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 right. Which you warned me against. Yeah, well, no, no. I, I warned myself against. I'm allergic to shrimp. So. <laughs> Ray, I, I shotgunned three. Because what is life if not yeah. worth living? Right. Uh, so what astounded me there was that there were this panoply of various wildly different technological devices, mm-hmm. uh, some of some of which were relatively focused on a single idea. Sure. A, like a, a single call and response. Like and, it was a it was an implementation of a very uh, identifiable concept. Yeah, right? exactly. So like you look at the thing and even if the thing itself doesn't immediately tell you what it does, a glance at its name or a quick look at a description, you're like, okay, that I totally get what that's supposed to be. Yeah, and then and then there were these other things which were much more big picture, much more mm-hmm. abstract, you know. Ephemeral. Ephemeral. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and do check out our, our video of, of you, Jonathan, uh, learning how to sleep via smell. Yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, that, yeah. And, and so, <laughs> and so there were all these, there were, I, I think what struck me was, the sheer variety is not the right word. The sheer multitude of stuff, and right? And, and yeah. there's no there's no rhyme or reason to it, right? It's not like there. Are, it's not like CES unveiled is is divided up into zones. No, right? You don't have here are three different drone manufacturers, and we're just going to put them all together because those are all you know people who want to see drones all go there. No, they might be anywhere in that room, and uh, so they might have a drone manufacturer right next to. A company that makes uh, products specifically for infants, mm-hmm. um, really for their parents, because infants have notoriously terrible buying habits. <laughs> and then uh, you might have another one next to that that's an uh, automotive, like aftermarket stereo system. There's no real logic to the layout. Mm-hmm. You you absolutely have to go aisle by aisle in this room to see yeah. all the stuff, or else you might miss something important. Booth by booth? And and it, and it's really table by table, because yeah. it's not... We warned you, mm-hmm. the, those of us who had been here before, yeah. that, that CES Unveiled is not what the rest of CES looks right. like. Right, and I was, I, was, I was so wowed, and Jonathan, you were, you were, you were so... Um, it was like I, it was my first day on the force or something. Yeah, you listen know? here, rookie. Right, right. They're gonna come at you from all sides, but <laughs> you stick with me and you'll you'll get through the day. Right, right. And I and uh, you said well, this is just a taste, and I was already so naive. I thought I wasn't gonna get across the border. You remember that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then yeah. uh, uh, long story short, uh, not to be too Nabokov about it, but I had this. Uh, I I had this mismatched badge and I had imposter syndrome. Oh no, yeah. All right, so let's tell this story because I think it is interesting. It's okay. it's just a minor little little thing that happened, but um anyone who's ever had to work with online forums, you know, there can sometimes be little oversights. Like there could be some sort of automated uh code 
that doesn't always check all the right boxes. And if a box goes unchecked, unfortunately, the end result is that you get the wrong thing. Ben and I, out of the group of eight people who came here from HowStuffWorks, were the victims of this cruel arrangement where when we went to retrieve our badges, we were designated as industry attendees. Now, now CES has different categories of badges. Sure. Right? You have media, which that's mm-hmm. you know, the press. Yeah. You have uh, exhibition press, which means – or exhibitor press, I think is what they call yeah. it. Exhibitor press means that you are you also have a presence on the show floor and you get access, early access to the show floor because of that. So people who have exhibitor press badges – they can go to the show floor even when it's not technically open to the mm-hmm. to the rest of the attendees. It's not open to the public at all. Uh, then you have like other like you know industry analysts or exhibitor badges. Uh, buyer government. Yep. Yeah. So we both had industry attendee, which is the most vague of all the categories. Sure. And we went to the casino where they have the press day, which is mm. uh, well really the convention center, which is uh, at Mandalay Bay. Mm. So we go to Mandalay Bay. And before we even try to get in line, we had at least the sense to ask, the rest of our team has media badges. We have these industry attendee badges. Are we going to have a problem? And they said, yes, you are. Go over here and get in line for uh, people who are having issues. And when we got to the front of the line, sure enough, a very nice lady who was was sitting there Mm -hmm. uh, said, did you have to pick up your badges at the airport? And we're like, yes. She's like, yeah. So apparently we were not the first. Right, but that you, happened to. you, as a veteran, got through lickety-split. It was weird because apparently with mine, it was just a simple matter of checking that box or unchecking it or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. But Ben, with you, the system just did not want to make you press for a really long time. I know, in the first year. But you know what? It was worth it. It was worth it to get in there. And on our second day, and we're recording this, by the way, before our, our final day. Yeah, uh, so we're the, this is our third day as we're recording. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And the, the second day uh, was still not officially open. And there were these amazing press conferences, some of which were controversial, which we looked at yeah. in, in a live stream. Mm-hmm. And today was our first day on the show floor. And we, we kind of like... Uh, divided uh, and and conquered. Right? right, and so you were running and gunning as fast and as hard as you could, uh, mainly focusing on North Hall because in CES uh, there are, there are actually several centers mm-hmm. where there are uh, exhibits. So the one that's probably best known is the Las Vegas Convention Center, which has more than like a million square feet of exhibition space, uh, and that has three halls: a North Hall, a Central Hall, and a South Hall. The North Hall is where Almost all the automotive uh, technology is located. Vroom, vroom, and yeah. because you're the host of car stuff and you're there focusing on uh, automation, also this is a good time to mention, there is a companion episode to this episode, right? The episode we're recording right now, the tech stuff episode, we have a companion piece of car stuff, uh, which technically is already published, and yet paradoxically we have not recorded yet. This is just like Looper. Yeah, it's just like that scene in Looper. Yeah, it's just like that scene in Looper. So uh, if you haven't listened to Car Stuff, first of all, shame on you. Go and subscribe to Car Stuff right away. It's an oh, amazing shit. show. Ben and Scott do a phenomenal job. and um, uh, But you'll be able to hear more about the vehicle-focused technology mm-hmm. in that episode, and I'll, I'm a guest on that. Uh, so we're not going to focus on that too much here. But 
when you walked into that North Hall and you started to see how how various companies had structured their booths mm-hmm. in order to try and draw people in. I mean, that's the whole purpose of CES is pull, pull people in so you can convince them that your product is awesome. What was your first kind of impression walking into the North Hall at Las Vegas Convention Center? Oh, okay. So to set the scene, we luckily, we luckily have some seasoned guides. So, uh, some of our crew members and, uh, and you, Jonathan, have been there before. Yeah. So us, us Cubs and rookies are like, are pretty much at this point following the guide. And we talked about how it was, uh, like a scene in an RPG video game where, where the, uh, characters are shown the different parts of the map. Right. And there's a lot of fog of war as well. Yeah. Yeah. There was, <laughs> that's exactly it. Yeah. Fog of war. And so, so we get there and we're, we're out about 10 minutes from when the doors open. Yeah. And there, there's a crowd of people congregating. And when I say congregating, I mean easily what 20, 30 yards behind us filled with people. Yeah. So the way it works is that the doors are, the doors are technically open in the sense that they're not shut, but no one's allowed to go in unless they have that exhibitor press or they are an exhibitor. Right. Uh, the hoi polloi, yeah, the, yeah. like media and all the other folks yeah, who are yeah. not on uh, officially exhibitors. Yeah, the fuzz not, is out there. Yeah, we're not allowed to go inside until uh, the first day. It starts at 10 a.m. Mm-hmm. So we were probably, I don't know, maybe... 15 or 20 people back from the from where the doors were at most right and then more and more gathered behind us mm-hmm. as the time drew nigh right for them to allow us in. and I was actually amazed at how crowded North Hall got right away because whenever I did CES in the old days before I was covering stuff for Toyota uh, I I saved North Hall for the second day and uh I always saw, I always thought people who were hitting South Hall and Central Hall the hardest because there are a yeah. lot there's a lot more general technology there. But this year, I mean, there was a lot of excitement around so, vehicles. So the first thing, so I'm very much like a cheapskate, right? Yeah. So uh, first thing I see on the left, I see like some bags, and uh, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm thinking, you know, we've got crew with us; they've already got stuff. We might see some. This is my rationalization for grabbing two bags. Yeah, <laughs> and so. Two of these bags and walking in, we know we have to go to the left and we're angling the entire time. We're working as this, uh, hive mind unit, but it's hard to pay attention to our unit. It's so easy to get lost in a crowd of, right. of stuff that you care about. And there's, you know, there's a high performance autonomous car to the right. You know yeah. what I mean? There's a Faraday future beckoning in the distance. I see the neon glow. There's and- a booming stereo system. Oh, yeah. Blasting bass as loud as it can get. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, there's there are a lot of demands on your attention yeah. that are all simultaneously hitting it was, you. Yeah, it was immediate sensory overload, and we uh, we saw that it was hitting. The weird thing was, if you walk in, and you find, uh, what do we call it, like an island where yeah. there's not that river of people. Sure. And, and you turn and you see, uh, you see people walking in probably about maybe five to ten feet and then stopping and just sort of getting doe-eyed and looking around. If I wasn't with a group of people and at work 
you would have been one of those folks. Absolutely. I don't yeah. know how long you would have stood there. Well, and, and anyone who's been doing it for a while, like you'll 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 hear us start to grouse about. Look, you can you can you can step off to the side and gawk. That's another I have thing. places I need to be. That's another thing. So many people stop in the middle of the thing. Well, and here's. Uh, Ben, when I started doing this, it was 2008, and so the iPhone had only been out a year, and um, and smartphones weren't that big a thing, right? Smartphones, not not everyone had them yet. Sure. I mean, a lot of people at CES did, but not everyone had. Yeah. And you didn't have nearly the number of apps or social media platforms that were easily accessible on and your mobile device. And demanding your attention. Right. So... Add to all the demands of an, on attention we just listed a second ago, all the ones that you're already carrying with you with your smartphone, yeah. and you're essentially you're essentially suffering ADD. You are like ADD personified, yeah. and stage four ADD. Some people are compelled to whip out their smartphone and check it every couple of feet. Sure. Even if there's a multitude of people behind them, get all desperately in, trying get, to get to the other side of the hall. Get that endorphin rush. Working remotely, where you are shouldn't dictate what you do. Work from the road by turning your vehicle into a reliable high-speed data Wi-Fi hotspot with AT&T in-car Wi-Fi. On the network that covers more roads than any other carrier, take your work on the road and AT&T will be there to keep you connected. Connect up to 10 devices and stream conference calls, finish up that presentation, or answer last-minute emails. Why wait? Go to att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi today for free trial eligibility. Based on independent third-party data, number of devices varies by manufacturer. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. Running a business is no cakewalk. There is a ton to keep track of. Employees to keep happy, spending to control, travel to plan, and on top of it all, nobody knows exactly what the future holds. Your finance team always has to be ready to change. But with SAP Concur Solutions, you can be ready for anything. You can manage travel, expenses, and AP all on one platform that's packed with AI and best practices. And that delivers it all through an easy, clear, I can't believe how simple that is, experience. And you can finally say goodbye to the costly mistakes and risks that come from manual work and spreadsheets. So, while not much can be done about that guy who never fails to burn the microwave popcorn and stink up the entire office, with SAP Concur, you can easily handle almost anything else. Take control of your business finances today at concur.com. That's C-O-N-C-U-R dot com. From BBC Radio 4. Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. 
Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. I've got to ask you, uh, this is... This is your ninth year, is yes, that correct? That is correct. Uh, so on, so on your on your ninth year, um, this is this is to some degree. A lot of people would think this is old hat. I disagree with that because we've talked off air, and the thing is, while the maybe the the bureaucratic parts of it, the housekeeping parts of it, yeah. might be old hat. Uh, what it means to what it means to me is that you have a nose. For the things that stick out. Well, I, I I can because I've been covering it so long. I can see the things that uh, are brand new, or at least are are noticeable enough this year to be called brand new, right? That I usually say trends at CES have kind of a three year arc before they become really well known. First year is when you might only see one or two examples of a particular type of technology or or something that a particular type of technology is trying to do. Like it may be that the technology itself can take many different forms, but it's all being done for the same purpose, right? Uh, so that first year you might only see one or two examples. The second year, uh, and they might be prototypes, they might not even be production models. The second year you start seeing production models out of a couple of niche companies. The third year you start seeing the bigger companies develop their own version mm. of that niche market stuff. And then it becomes mainstream. and uh, Or the other flip side of it is no one buys the stuff and it just fades away. So a great example of something that was uh, that trickled in, then was omnipresent, and now no one talks about it really that much anymore is 3D television. Oh, 3D TV yeah. just didn't happen. I mean, it, there are, like almost every television that's sold today has a 3D mode or is 3D uh, compliant, but... Consumers just didn't jump on that. They didn't care. They didn't want to have to have an extra set of hardware in order for they, them to watch their TV. Mm-hmm. So that was something that they, the industry pushed really hard for several years. And then ultimately, it's a non-talking point. It just doesn't come up. I mean, it may be included in the, the specs yeah. for a device, but it's not... It's not prominently advertised, typically. Right? Yeah. Um, there's. A, it's not something that we hear. It's not. It's not something that we hear networks or content creators talking about anymore. Right. But on the flip side, uh, something else that was just getting started when I started going to CES were consumer drones. You were seeing just a few of those on the market, and the first ones were just quadcopters that didn't have any. Like they might have a very basic camera on them, but it was mostly to to allow you to do like some fun like AR type stuff. Parrot drones were probably the the best example of that early on. And pretty expensive. Pretty expensive. And now today, they're every everyone has a drone. Like it's crazy. You, you Intel has drones on display. Um, they're uh, uh, Polaroid has drones on display. 
Uh, it's weird because uh, in order to fly it, you first have to pick it up and shake it really hard <laughs> for like 30 seconds. And then, and then, uh, and then it develops the ability to fly. And then you Yeah, can, sponsored by uh, Andre 3000. Yeah. Think, right? Hey, hey, he's a local local guy. <laughs> right. right. Well, local to Atlanta, not to Las Vegas. Oh, yeah. Uh, visit us if you want to at our home office. And uh, <laughs> yeah. we'll walk over to the Whole Foods where you see that guy at the Olive Bar. Yeah. True story. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Well, I didn't interrupt him. I'm going to have to go over to Whole Foods more frequently. I don't like olives. I feel like we didn't have anything in common. In That's terrible because there's an olive bistro you have to pass. You must you must really just have a lot of issues walking into that. Or let's get a little hyper local there. So going back right. to CES. Yes. So uh, you know, seeing those trends in there, uh, yeah, it means that when I see something that that kind of is outside of that group, I take notice. Uh, so here's an example. Last year when I I went to CES, I saw a few different devices that were designed to encourage meditation mm. as a, and, and, and encourage an ability to release stress. Uh, the argument being that we're carrying more and more stress in our lives. We're having a harder time dealing with it. Uh, we've got a lot of those demands on our attention, which again adds to that stress. So this year, we're not just seeing meditation. We're seeing a lot of technology that's being marketed as a means to help you go to sleep. Yeah. I, I find this particularly interesting. I, not that long ago, I did an episode about uh, ASMR, which is kind of, it's it, it's often sort of grouped into that category. It's something that a lot of people watch to, to relax and often to fall asleep to. Yeah, right. Uh, ASMR, for anybody who has checked it out, uh, there's an entire culture online. Oh, sure, yeah. Of yeah. people like... Uh, Tickling feathers and talking like this. Yeah, yeah. And I interviewed uh, Heather Feather, who is one of my favorite ASMR artists. <laughs> she is a doll, a wonderful, wonderful person, and uh, uh, she did very well explaining the whole concept. Well, the rise of ASMR shows that there is this incredible demand for things that will help people relax and. De-stress. So we're seeing that now in the mm-hmm. consumer marketplace because there's an entire section at CES devoted to sleep tech. I haven't even seen it yet because that's what I'm doing tomorrow, <laughs> which is good because I'm going to need to sleep by then. Right, right. You might not have any any problems after. No, I'm after I'm, this I'm crazy pretty much. I'm, I think after we record the show that already published but hasn't recorded yet, I'm oh, pretty yeah. much going to bed. Uh, so that's an example of a trend. That is, is uh, I would say, in that second to third stage, mm-hmm. right? I'm probably more in the second stage because I'm not seeing sleep tech being uh, adopted by the really big names yet. But right. it's definitely in that second year part of the arc I was talking about. Mm-hmm. Now, um, we one of the things we did early on, we did a live stream where where we talked about some of the trends that we know, sleep tech being one of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talked about uh, another interesting trend, and this is kind of. Uh, edging over into the automotive part too, because that's one of the companies we mentioned. But we talked about how 2016 we saw some tumultuous uh, uh, events and circumstances for some high-profile companies. Oh, absolutely, we have to talk about this. This is tech stuff. So, yeah. so we've got this issue where imagine that you are an executive with a. a, a prominent company, whether it is one that's been around for ages or it's one that's just made headlines because it's so audacious. <laughs> and then you have a rough year. Yeah. And then you go to CES where you have to 
put on a, your best face. You have to stand and deliver. Yeah, you, you're gonna, you you know, you're gonna be hit by hard questions. Yeah, and yet you still have to do this PR game. Yeah. Uh, the two companies that we thought really um, encompassed this, that they embodied it, they and they went through, it. went to two totally different approaches. Yeah, Faraday Future, mm-hmm. which is one of the most ambitious startups I've ever heard of. I mean, it's a, it's a company that is trying to break into the automotive industry, building a car. Which uh, is, not just a car, but a whole line of cars. Yeah, which is, uh, by the way, the one of the most difficult things anyone yeah. can do from scratch. I mean, the fact that Tesla was able to do it is amazing. Well, right? yeah, and Tesla only was able to do it, I would argue, because there was a very... Uh, it had the appearance of audacity, mm. but it came from the actions and bankrolls of PayPal. Yeah. So it, it didn't start from an angel investor. Right. You know what I mean? Right. And then uh, we have another example, uh, which <laughs> which we, uh, we especially felt called to mind when we were on the plane over here. Yeah, so that would be Samsung. Obviously, Samsung in 2016, uh, especially in September and October, had a terrible, terrible time because the Galaxy Note 7 famously was having these issues where some people were having their, their handsets were bursting into flame, typically when being charged. The battery right. was bursting into flame. And it was such a hard, uh, hard problem for Samsung. First, they issued a uh, an exchange program mm-hmm. where they started to exchange Note 7s uh, they said that you know the actual percentage of those that were affected was quite small, sure. so they wanted to do an exchange program. But then some of the exchange units reportedly were bursting into flames, and that's when Samsung had to issue a, a worldwide recall. Uh, and a, last I had heard, there's still several hundred thousand out in the wild. Oh yeah, and uh, some of the phone service providers mm-hmm. are bricking those yes. notes. Right? Yeah, in fact. Uh, uh, that was a big deal where I think it was Verizon that said they weren't going to do it. And then they said, okay, we'll do it, but we won't do it till January 8th or something. It's like a months. poison pill update, right? Yeah. It's essentially to make sure the phone can't be a phone anymore. And that way no one has a reason to keep it around. And uh, so long story short, this was a huge PR problem for Samsung. I mean, it was an enormous issue. Uh, very damaging to the company's reputation. And then they come out to CES and they have a whole press conference that they, they have to hold. They've got that time slot and it's, you know, paid a lot of money to be part of CES. And so then we've got, uh, them coming out and they, they start off their press conference by acknowledging there was a problem, but not apologizing for it. Right. They essentially said, uh, we're looking into it. Or as I would like to say, we have top men looking into it. <laughs> top <laughs> men. So, uh, cut to warehouse. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So not not to cast aspersions on Samsung. I'm sure they are investigating it. They obviously, they have very great motivation to find sure. out what exactly was the problem. But a lot of people felt that that perhaps was not enough. That perhaps they should have come out so far as to apologize for the, the issue uh, and the way that was handled, but that did not happen. Uh, then they went ahead and had the rest of their press conference. Uh, Faraday, kind of, the way they they uh, addressed their problem, Faraday's problems in 2016 included a bunch of executives left. Uh, they reportedly started having some financing issues despite the billion-dollar investment of, uh, of uh, various business people from, sure. uh, from Asia. But then 
Um, we, we heard reports that the construction on their production facility here in Las Vegas, where we are, uh, has halted and that they, yeah. and that people haven't been getting paid for a while. So, uh, they didn't acknowledge that at all, as far as I can tell. When they no, came out here. no, everything's fine. Yeah, they said they were still planning fine. on having their production model ready by 2018, which like, is incredibly ambitious. Like that old comic strip, uh, the old two-panel comic strip that we see so often on the internet of yeah. the dog in the burning house right. at the table assuring uh, himself. I'm just saying him because of the hat. Uh, <laughs> that everything is fine. Uh, wh- what we saw is that uh, not only did executives leave over 2016, but two left just a couple of weeks before CES started. Yeah. So this was an interesting thing, you know, seeing seeing these companies that had very public problems. Uh, and how how would they handle it? And yeah. uh, so you could argue that Samsung, you know, if you felt like they they owed people an apology, uh, you could argue that they fell short on that. But at least they acknowledged it, right. which Faraday, which as far as we could tell, did not. Uh, so that was interesting. We've seen some some cool tech. You got a chance to walk into Central Hall for a yeah. little bit. Oh yeah, I re- I I. Uh, I went and checked out uh, a Samsung uh-huh. exhibit, actually, so this is great. Was this the dryer and washer? <laughs> the, the washer that washes while you wash? <laughs> no, no, it was the, uh, it was the will it explode, and there's a timer, and you get money. Uh, no, uh, uh, you don't get money, you get Ben Bucks, and anyone who's interested in that, please write to me. Yeah. Uh, anyway. So it's a one-to-one exchange rate, except you can't exchange it back. It is accepted in various locations uh, throughout my mom's house. There We're in negotiations for the kitchen. That's fair. Uh, it's a big win for us. Uh, so uh, went to check out uh, some of the VR experiences. Because oh, cool. One of the big questions that people have. So th- going back to the example of mm. 3D television technology. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Uh, There were some great startups, right, mm-hmm. that had this. Mm-hmm. Brilliant stuff. And then uh, larger manufacturers saw it, loved it. This is an opportunity, right? Mm-hmm. And spoke to broadcasting partners, content creators, saw it, loved it. This is an opportunity. Somewhere along the way, they forgot to ask the consumer if they wanted it. Right. Yeah. It was um, it was a an effort to manufacture demand, and it failed. That's a great way to put it, and it's perfectly and brutally concise. So the question with VR then is, is this manufacturing demand? And the answer is, there's a lesson learned uh, primarily through the idea of using a smartphone as the hardware. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, uh, doing that where you're you're help starting to rely upon uh, someone using a piece of technology they already own. Right. So there's no initial investment to purchase other hardware apart from maybe a, a headset that it'll slip into. Yeah. Uh, in fact, I have two of them on my table right here. They're, they're oh, essentially, I just, I see essentially them, yeah. Google Cardboard, but uh, these are from Kodak. Yeah, Kodak um, PixPro. Yeah, I need to give one of those to Ramsey because that's that's technically one of them is his. <laughs> uh, so, doing going through that approach, you you lower that that barrier of entry, but at the same time, you. Anyone who's a savvy consumer realizes that the experiences they're going to get using a phone as their display are going to be far below the quality of something that's a dedicated piece of hardware exactly. for VR. So yeah, we're, we're seeing um, struggles in the VR space. There's tons more VR here and AR 
than I've ever seen in the past. Like, there's so many examples. And again, it's another one of those pieces of technology that it seems like everybody has some right. form everybody of Everybody wants a piece of the pie. I got to tell you, man, I took this virtual reality boat ride. Uh, I hope you guys can hear the air quotes, air quotes I'm yeah. doing. The sound effect we use on other shows is... Uh, so, uh, it's never been done on this one, but I'll, I'll oh, allow it. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Uh, so, uh, we, we're in this, we're in this thing. I went because the boat ride was the shortest line. Gotcha. Uh, the, the medium line was the, uh, was the, the flight line, like, mm. uh, air, air flight over Sydney. And, uh, the most, uh, most demanding line was a thing called Skeleton Mountain, which was a, <laughs> right. And of course. We had a long day, and I, I was thinking, you know, I'll wait till Skeleton Mountain just comes out on my phone. Right. Uh, but, but to be fair, so everybody knows, this was not simply a, some sort of Oculus Rift situation where there's a phone in a, in a VR headset and you put it on. Mm. These were in dedicated, like, chairs that were, um, Hydraulically operated. So this was like a full immersive experience. Haptic yeah. feedback. You, you had like exactly. So it's like a, almost like a moving movie theater. Yeah, very and, Epcot. So so this would be more of an experience where you don't necessarily have control over what's happening, but you can control your point of view. Right. You, exactly. That's the only agency you have is looking around the perspective. Uh, that was cool. The phone didn't blow up. Uh, as mm, that's uh, good. As Jonathan. As you can see, Dylan, as you can see, uh, I still have my eyes. Yes, and, uh, and they're, in fact, where they were when I saw them this morning. Thank you. Yeah. And you guys know that uh, my colleague is a skeptic, so he uh, he will tell you if I'm not being straight with you. That's true. <laughs> and so, so, so what, that, that was cool. Did you, yeah. yeah, so it was an interesting VR. Ex- I had a VR experience today, too. Yeah. I went and uh, did... Uh, something called Project Alloy, which is over at Intel, mm-hmm. and they had two different experiences as well. One of them was a zombie survival game where you, you try and shoot down zombies. Did you play? No. The other one was a room that you got to walk around in. Guess which one I got to do? Which, which the room. One? I oh, was in the room. God. Not not the room movie. Not that room. Oh, no Tommy. <laughs> There's no Tommy Wiseau so. in that one. Uh, yeah, just, that didn't happen. Dylan's, Dylan's finally perking up once we talk about Tommy Wiseau. He was slumping in his, and this is totally true. He was slumping in his chair a little bit right until we got to Tommy Wiseau. Oh, we're uh, on our third wins. Yes, yeah. true. So the, the Project Halloway was interesting. It was an example of mixed or merged reality is what they call it. Merged reality. So, uh, imagine a, a VR headset. Mm-hmm. So you're looking at a display. Mm-hmm. It's on your head. There's a, a forward facing camera. On the the case itself. Okay. All right. So it's kind of like a phone. It's got you know like a forward facing camera, um, or backward facing camera in the case of a phone. So you're you're wearing this, and the camera picks up stuff that's within a couple of feet of your body. So that way, when you start getting close to something, it starts to show up in your view. So Ben, uh, where you are standing right uh, or sitting right, right now. Yeah. You're probably close enough where I would actually be able to see you, and I, I, would, I would be looking at a virtual <laughs> display, but I would see I would see a, a, the video of you right there. So that means I could walk around a physical space, but not not bump into objects or people who are in it. Oh yeah. So I yeah. could still have a virtual experience. In this uh-huh. case, it was actually pretty cool. It, when I walked in, it looked like there was a uh, 
a giant globe with a moon orbiting it. So really it was just, you know, the earth with the moon orbiting it uh, in the center of the room. And then at three points around the globe, there were these green buttons and uh, different buildings underneath them. If I went and pressed a button, then to my left, an enormous version of the building I had just picked would rise up out of the ground and I could take a better look. So there was like an something that looked like an Aztec pyramid, something that looked kind of like the Taj Mahal, wow. and something that looked like more of a European uh, cathedral. It sounds like a crazy dream you had. It was a little weird. <laughs> Uh, and then I would turn and I'd see Ramsey because he would be standing very close to me with the camera. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but I didn't bump into him because I could actually see him. Uh, and he didn't appear like he was in the scene. It was more like if he were interrupting a scene. Like it, it wasn't seamless. Okay. It, so it didn't look like it suddenly, like it didn't suddenly, in. yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay. It didn't look like Ramsey was standing on top of the, the earth or anything. Or the Taj Mahal or no, something. No, just uh, yeah. he would kind of be breaking through the signal in a way. Uh, so, an interesting implementation. I, yeah. I assume from the name project that it's still kind of in the developmental phase. And a lot of stuff is. Yeah, and but it, seeing something that's being called merged reality as opposed to virtual reality or augmented reality, it's somewhere in the middle, Imble. was really interesting. So we um, have AR, and then we have VR, and, and then, then we have MR. Yeah, and then you have MREs. <laughs> Which was an ill-fated... That was a terrible video. <laughs> that was a terrible, yeah, a terrible video. Did that ever come out? Uh, no, I hope not. Yeah, hope that was not. awful. We, uh, we ate uh, MREs on, on, on camera, camera for you guys. We had a bucket for available. You, for you ladies. Which we needed. Yeah, which we needed. Working remotely, where you are shouldn't dictate what you do. Work from the road by turning your vehicle into a reliable high-speed data Wi-Fi hotspot with AT&T in-car Wi-Fi. On the network that covers more roads than any other carrier, take your work on the road and AT&T will be there to keep you connected. Connect up to 10 devices and stream conference calls, finish up that presentation, or answer last-minute emails. Why wait? Go to att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi today for free trial eligibility. Based on independent third-party data, number of devices varies by manufacturer. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. Running a business is no cakewalk. There is a ton to keep track of. Employees to keep happy, spending to control, travel to plan, and on top of it all, nobody knows exactly what the future holds. Your finance team always has to be ready to change. But with SAP Concur Solutions, you can be ready for anything. You can manage travel, expenses, and AP all on one platform that's packed with AI and best practices. And that delivers it all through an easy, clear, I can't believe how simple that is, experience. And you can finally say goodbye to the costly mistakes and risks that come from manual work and spreadsheets. So, while not much can be done about that guy who never fails to burn the microwave popcorn and stink up the entire office, with SAP Concur, you can easily handle almost anything else. Take control of your business finances today at concur.com. That's C-O-N-C-U-R dot com. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, 
why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Going back, going back to the point, I, I, I would like to ask... Uh, on the on behalf of everybody listening, um, overall, yeah, so far, in, yes, in comparison to 2016's past, yeah, uh, how does this measure up? What do you think? It looks well. Um, it's pretty busy. Although toward the end of the day, uh, Central Hall wasn't nearly as as bustling as it was first part of the day. Um, I I have a much more focused approach this year than I have in years past. Like in several years, I was essentially let loose at CES, and it was up to me to wander around and find things to to talk about. You were a one man band. I was a one man. I was the only guy from How Stuff Works who who was uh, just set alone, adrift in a lost sea of technology. Um, this year, I had a much more focused game plan. So I didn't see as many of the booths as I typically do because I had I had a very specific places I needed to be and I and video I needed to shoot. Um, the stuff I saw I enjoyed. We had a, a great time over at the Stern Pinball uh, uh, booth. We actually got to play pinball. I got to talk to Gary Stern, who is the head of the company. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, he opened up one of the the machines for us to look at, which is a very different beast than the old pinball machines that were largely electromechanical. Now yeah. it's mainly digital and Really? Yeah, it's really cool. Oh, digital but was still like with uh, you know mechanical solenoids and stuff to mm-hmm. do the actuation for the yeah. various yeah, 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 components. Yeah. But it's all done with uh buses now, like, like microprocessors and buses as opposed to uh, the the hard wired circuits that it used to be. Right, because they look very uh, Frankenstein's monster, yeah. the old ones. You know, Gary Stern actually said that, you know, a, a few years ago, you would have a half mile worth of wire in one of those pinball machines. Now it's more like a quarter mile. So it's been halved. It's still a huge amount of wire, mm-hmm. but it's much less than what it had been. It's much more efficient. Uh, the machines themselves aren't as heavy as they used to be. Um, but when he opened it up, it's not like I could take one look at a wire and know exactly what it went to. It was, <laughs> it was like a spaghetti monster of madness, yeah. but, uh, that was a lot of fun to see yeah. that. Um, I don't know what the perception is among the press yet. I haven't talked to enough of our peers to find out if they feel like this is a good CES or a bad CES. We've had some in the past where there was so little innovative technology on display mm-hmm. that anything remotely out of the ordinary, no matter how, silly it may seem was pounced upon as being interesting so the big example of that would be from several years ago the haptic fork uh the haptic fork which would uh try to keep you from eating too quickly uh if you were moving the fork too fast it would start to vibrate so that the food on the fork would fall off what you you had to eat at a at a certain speed you know the mindful eating 
in order for the fork uh, to remain what? still. Can I say this on a family show? What a d- move. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Um, yeah, if nothing else, I can bleep it. But, okay, uh, please. And by, by I, I mean Dylan, who's sitting right there. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> uh, but, okay, I see what you're saying. So we we don't know all the way, but, but you've seen some amazing stuff. One thing I did want to ask you about. Yeah, sure. So this is something we talked about off air. Mm-hmm. We reconvened briefly, which was we asked about drones. Yep. Spoiler alert: the companion episode on car stuff. We'll we'll touch on a little bit of uh, dronery. Yeah, is that a we'll, word? We'll now? drone on. We'll drone on. We'll drone on <laughs> to the um, point where Dylan falls asleep. So, what's the best drone? What what's the most? What's the what's, well? What's the craziest one you saw? Craziest? Oh, that's gonna be. Oh my god! Can I just ask you? Is it true that there's a drone that can carry people? Yes. Yes. That would be the Ehang drone. Uh, It is large enough to carry one person for about 20 minutes. That's all I need. We got a really good look (laughs) at it. Um, That'll be, it'll be at least in a promo, if not a full on video. Uh, Yeah, that was, um, that was probably the craziest. I mean, that one I think uh, premiered last year, but Uh it was the first time I had seen it. I didn't get a chance to see it last year. So I was really impressed by that. There are also, I mean, we were seeing more drones with uh, thermal imaging, which is cool and kind of scary at the same time. Yeah. Uh, stuff they don't want you to know would probably have a lot to say about that. <laughs> um, we saw a lot of uh, drones that are taking very different approaches. Mm-hmm. There's some that are more like racing drones, so they're built very light and for speed and for cornering and that kind of stuff, and they're very high-performance racing drones. There are others that are more for... Uh, things like uh, capturing footage if you want to do like crane shots or helicopter shots. There are others that are specifically meant for or first responders in emergency situations. All of them are here. And uh, we've seen um, that huge variety, and I just I suspect it's just going to continue. We even saw the, uh, the Star Wars drones that um, we, we were sent a Star Wars drone at the That's office. Right, uh, yeah. a, it was in the form of a speeder bike. Uh, Dylan actually uh, has also got one of them, although he got a an X-wing, and then we we both uh, were drooling over the Tie Fighter Advance that was on display over on the show floor. You guys um, are drone rich. Yeah, well, well, we only have two. We're not rich, but we're we're doing we're doing well. We're comfortable. We're drone comfortable. Drone comfortable. Uh, but you know, look, we could go on and on about this. The the I think the. The interesting thing is, again, hearing your perspective about how it really is sensory overload. Like, I get to a point where I just have blinders, where I could be looking at something and no information is coming into my head. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, I that happened to me uh, last night when I went to what was called Digital Experience. There's all these other events that happen after the normal hours of the CES have closed that really it's just an attempt for companies to get more FaceTime with media and uh, other other important folks in the industry. Right, for people to uh, network, yeah. yeah, and to promote stuff. And so um, I went to this thing, and I walked through that room three or four times, and I think I might be able to tell you two or maybe three pieces of tech that were on display. <laughs> and then no, nothing against the people who were there. Nor the technology. Nor the technology. There was plenty of stuff that was really interesting. It literally was just that I was tired and 
it was so much, it was like it's so much information that my brain as a defense mechanism was shutting down the ability <laughs> for new information to come in. Yeah. So, um, yeah. And that happens typically to me on the third day of, uh, of the show floor being open, but it hit a little earlier this year. And we were um, here a little earlier this year. Too. Yes, it's true. So our plan for tomorrow, uh, as of the recording of this podcast, it will be in the past by the time you hear it, again, wow. another paradox, Time travel. is that uh, we're both going to go back to the show. Uh, ben is going to go back to the Las Vegas Convention Center. Mm-hmm. I'll be going over to the other, the other major area where there are uh, exhibitors, and that's the Sands Convention Center. Is, that, is, is that the area where the Eureka place is? Yes, Eureka Park. So that's where all the startups are. Like, there, it's a lot of the smaller companies that tend to focus on a specific mm-hmm. product or a specific line of products. Uh, the ones that you see in the, the convention center tend to be bigger companies that might have a arrays of products, like families of products. Sure. Like Samsung's a good example. They've got TVs, they've got refrigerators, they've got yeah. washer dryers, they've yeah, got yeah. all sorts of stuff. They got phones that'll blow up. They got all sorts of things. But it, when you go to Eureka Park, you tend to find companies that, you know, we make 3D printers or we make these robots or this we make one amazing toothbrush. Right. The, there's supposed to be an <laughs> AR toothbrush and I don't know what that means. There's an augmented reality toothbrush and I don't know. So Does tomorrow, it yeah, project tomorrow. on your teeth? I don't know. <laughs> tomorrow you are journeying. To the sands. Yes, and I'm going to uh, get a lot more uh, information about what's there, mm. and I'll be shooting a lot of episodes of the series Forward Thinking I do. If mm. you aren't familiar with Forward Thinking, go check out Forward Thinking. That's a, a fun uh, show I do about what the future holds for us. And in this case, I'm using CES to kind of look at how future ideas are creeping into the technology of today, and uh, and, and then where could we go from there? Knowing that not all of these technologies are bound to succeed, some of them will likely fade into obscurity. But that's kind of the fun of it, too. Um, so before I completely wrap up, first of all, reminding my listeners, check out that companion piece to Car Stuff, or, or of Car Stuff, rather, and uh, make sure you listen to that so that you hear our talk about the way the automotive industry has been taking over CES. Oh, man. And I have a final question for Ben Bowen. Oh, that's right. The I, most important one. I don't know what this question is. No, I is. told Ben that I had a question I could not forget to ask him at the end. Uh, very important considering where we are. Where are you on gambling? Are you up or down? Oh, I am actually up. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I have almost uh, tripled my fortunes. Wow. Yep. That's sweet. I'm almost a... Uh, I'm almost a... Uh, the, a thirty year, thirty dollar. Yeah, thirty. Air. What? Yeah. What's the word for millionaire? But instead of million, it's thirty dollars. Bum. No. Uh, so, so you started with ten, and you're up to almost thirty. I love to almost I, thirty. You're doing better than I am. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm up sixteen dollars and twenty five cents. I did not know this would be the question. Uh, no, you didn't. No, I didn't tell you. you it's an important one, though. Are yeah. you? Wait, 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 wait. You okay. playing slots? Yeah. Time? Well, I. T- if you go back and listen, Tech Stuff has an episode about how <laughs> slot machines work. I am currently sixteen dollars and twenty five cents ahead. So I listened to my own show, followed my own <laughs> advice, and as a result, 
I have more money than when I started with. And maybe you should retire a champion. Maybe you like, I, propitiated the the gods of gambling. I, what I do is I, I, I put a $20 bill, Chris, $20 bill into the machine. And then I, uh, I, I, I play mm-hmm. and I wait until I get over the $20 and then I hit cash out. And then I walk away. And then maybe later on I'll do it again. But as soon as I get over the amount that I had, I cash out and I walk away. Now, you know, I'm, I'm going to, uh, like, like many people with a newfound fortune, I am planning to directly before we leave for the airport, blow my entire, my entire, uh, wealth, Earnings, yes. my entire estate. Yes. Uh, on my, what, like a cup of coffee? <laughs> I, on, Maybe on, a buffet. On a dalliance of blackjack. <laughs> oh, there you go. That'll do it. And, I, uh, and uh, I'm going to use this voice. I can, I can recommend, I can recommend the Gremlins slot machine. It was very good to me. Uh, oh, but, don't blow up the spot. Well, yeah. thank you, thank you for asking. And yes, yes, I am a, a, a 30 air. Yeah, that's wonderful. <laughs> So, uh, Ben Bolin, thank you so much for, for joining me on this show. I, I will unlock the door and allow you to leave the, the hotel room as soon as we're finished recording your show. I would also, not to be, uh, not to be too, uh, too much of a diva, but I would appreciate if you could untie, uh, untie me. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, it, well, in the meantime, while we're trying to Houdini our way out of the ropes, uh, I think that, I, I think the longtime listeners Already know we had mentioned the episodes of previous CESs or yep. CES past mm-hmm. on tech stuff. Uh, I do want to recommend uh, if you are acquainted with the internet and for everybody's benefit. I'm not using the blackjack voice again until it's time. Uh, Jonathan uh, Jonathan also has video uh, video segments on forward thinking as well as a show that we both work on together called Brain Stuff, which addresses everyday science, not just of math, but the questions that you didn't know you wanted to hear. One of which would be uh, probably, if you haven't heard of it yet, you know how in old-time movies... (laughs) People have a weird voice. You're tired. I'm the transatlantic gonna... accent. Yes. yes. Uh, That's why I talked about strolling down the boulevard and seeing the dirigible races. Yes. Yeah, so why do people talk that way? Why does it sound like that? Well, you can find out in that Brain Stuff episode. So If it didn't it already pop up on Facebook for you. Yeah. It, went, it went viral, which was kind of crazy. So check it out when you have a chance. Uh, and do please tune in to car stuff. Yes, yes. And remember, guys, if you have any questions, comments, suggestions for future episodes, you can always write to me. My email address is techstuff at howstuffworks.com. And by the time you listen to this, CES will be over and I'll be able to look at my email again. And if you don't like using email, you can contact me on Twitter or Facebook. The handle of both of those is techstuffhsw. And I'll talk to you again really soon. For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit howstuffworks.com. Running a business is no cakewalk, but with SAP Concur Solutions, you can be ready for anything. You can manage travel, expenses, and AP all on one platform that's packed with AI and best practices, and that delivers it all through an easy, clear, I can't believe how simple that is experience. So while not much can be done about that guy who never fails to burn the microwave popcorn and stink up the entire office, with SAP Concur, you can easily handle 
almost anything else. Take control of your business finances today at concur.com. That's C-O-N-C-U-R dot com. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. 